of Montana and the Knights of Ice by The Story Machine 9000. Written by The Story Machine 9000. Scene 1. Exterior. The Gunnerson Ranch. Morning. A warm summer breeze blows over rolling green hills segmented by a weathered fence. A two-story farmhouse is tucked at the base of a mountain that seems to go on forever. A dirt drive leads from the house all the way to a road that goes off over the horizon. In the distance, a truck throws up dust as it drives down the road toward the house. It stops at a metal mailbox across the road and Earl Gunderson gets out. He pulls a large stack of envelopes out of the mailbox in size. <sighs> Nothing but bills, bills, bills. End scene. Scene two, exterior, the Gunderson Ranch, morning. Earl's truck pulls up next to the barn and he gets out. His two sons, Peter and James, are in the barn playing. As he walks, he hears them laughing and sees them hitting each other with homemade foam swords. Earl sets down some tractor parts he just bought next to the old red tractor. It has a glass cabin top, a front loader bucket, and a backhoe that the boys have drawn teeth on. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, I hit you. No, you didn't. You grazed my shirt. Yes, I did. Fine. Then I summoned my dragon. Would you two get away from that tractor? The two boys snap out of their game and back off from the tractor. Earl, frustrated, storms off toward the farmhouse. Peter and James look at each other. What's up with Dad? End scene. Scene three, interior, dining table, night. Earl and the boys are sitting at one end of a long wooden table that looks a little empty. They have finished their meals and are just sitting quietly. Boys, um, I have something to tell you. Things ain't going so well on the ranch and... I don't think I'll be able to hire ranch hands this summer, and I'm going to need you two to pitch in a little bit more. That means going to town, feeding, baling hay, mowing. Dad, that's not fair. You said James and I could go to the LARP festival this year. I'm sorry, boys. You know, since your mom died, it's, it's been real tight around here, and you two are almost men, and I need to stop playing these fantasy games and start helping out. Mom would have understood. There's a pregnant pause around the dinner table. Earl stares at his youngest son. Sometimes, I wish your mom never read you those King of the Rings books. The reality is, if we don't act now, we're going to lose the ranch. End scene. Scene 4, interior, Peter and James' bedroom, night. The two boys are sitting in front of their laptop and sulking as they look over their favorite LARPing forums. Can you believe Dad? Kings of the Rings? <sighs> Dad just doesn't get it, and he doesn't want to. We should tell Edward and Liz we can't go anymore. It just sucks. I mean, we were finally going to be able to go to Larpapalooza. Peter pulls the laptop toward him and begins typing. Bad news, guys. James and I can't go to Larpapalooza this year. What? Why? Our dad won't let us go. Just as well. Larpapalooza was canceled. Stupid venue backed out. James begins peering over Peter's shoulder. No way! Dude, stop breathing down my neck. I can't believe it. Who wouldn't want to host the largest LARP in the Northwest? I don't know. Someone who doesn't want to make a bunch of money. You could make so much money if you had the right place. There's a pause as the two boys come to the same conclusion. That's it! We should host the LARP here, on the ranch. Yeah, and we can have the final battle on the hill by the creek. And the campaign can be based on your Elvis short story. The Kingdom Shadow. Peter begins typing furiously. We could do it here, on the ranch. Really? Yeah, it's perfect. Peter shares a picturesque image of the family ranch. Wow, and your parents are cool with this? Of course. We just need you two to get the word out. Post something on the Larpapalooza forum. Peter pauses and realizes what he had just said. He turns to James. Dad's never going to go for this. But he won't have to do anything. We're going to plan the whole thing. And it'll make so much money for the ranch. But like I said, he just doesn't understand anything fantasy. We just have to sell it to him. In a way that he can understand. End scene. 
Scene 5, Interior, Stables, Bay. Earl is busy fixing a stable door when the boys approach him. Morning, Dad. Earl nods and continues his work. The two boys stand there, not knowing where to start. So, Dad, we wanted to run something by you. We understand the ranch isn't doing well, and we also understand that we won't be able to go to the LARP thing this summer. But what if we can make a whole lot of money LARPing right here on the ranch? Mm-hmm. And how can you do that? Well, you see, people spend a lot of money to go to these events, and the one we wanted to go to needs a venue. And we thought that the ranch would be the perfect place to host it. Earl stops what he's doing and looks at the boys. And why would hard-working Americans pay good money to come to our ranch in Montana? Hmm? Well, they aren't hard-working. They're kids like us. People pay for a place with large open spaces to camp and do battle. I mean, play games for the weekend. Huh? How many people are we talking about? Well, we don't really know how many people will turn out, but... But it's $500 a person. So even if there were only 50 people, it would be good money for the ranch. In just one weekend, you could get those ranch hands for the summer. Yeah, that would be nice. And we could start repairing these stables. Hmm. Peter and James both start to get visibly excited. Thanks, Thanks, Dad. Dad. Hey, Hey, now, I haven't said yes yet. It just seems like a lot of work. Dad, you won't need to worry about that. We may not know much about being ranch hands, but we do know about LARPing. Please, Dad. You said yourself, we need to start helping out a bit more around the ranch. Earl looks at the broken stable door as it hangs off its hinges, and then looks at his two eager sons. He knows the ranch is in trouble, and for better or worse, this may be their last hope. (sighs) Oh, hell. Why not? Yes, you won't regret this, Dad. Just make sure nobody messes around with the horses. Sure thing, Dad. End scene. Scene 6, interior, Peter and James' bedroom. Montage, Peter and James are busy scheming. Peter is writing plot points in a notebook, while James is photoshopping satellite images of the ranch. The pasture by the woods will be a great place for the Alliance of Light camp, which I will be leading. And you can be Lord Shadow Soul. Yes, and our camp can be on the other side by the creek. And to keep people away from the stables, we'll make this area the Forbidden Ruins. Hey, Peter, do you think the players are actually going to follow us? I mean, we've never actually been to a real LARP before. Well, that won't really matter. It's all part of the story. Sir Peter and Lord Shadow Soul are destined to do battle. It's the prophecy, and it's the player's objectives to help us fulfill that prophecy. All you have to worry about is, can you actually beat me? For the record, I got you last time. Remember? Cut to James chatting with Liz in a chat room. Hey Liz, here's a map of the ranch. Why is that area X'd out? That's the stables. My dad doesn't want anyone messing with the horses. Montage. Chat rooms exploding with statements like, LARPapalooza's back on. Across the country, people at other LARP events are talking about it. A young man at a LARPing event stops what he's doing to check an incoming message on his phone. He's stunned. After reading the message, he turns and runs the other direction away from the battle. Back at the ranch, Peter's collecting supplies. Do you know where Dad keeps the folding table? We can use it to check people in. I... I think it's in the closet by the kitchen. James returns his attention to the laptop where he is chatting with Edward. Are you getting any sign-ups yet? Oh yeah, you are. There are over a hundred people signed up already. Peter and James look at each other, amazed. End scene. Scene 7, interior, Knights of Ice War Tent, day. Two pimply teenagers are standing guard at the entrance of a large tent. They are clad in padded armor and have pikes with foam tips. Just then, the LARPer who was checking his phone earlier busts through the entrance. Blick. I just got a text. Guards, seize him. The two guards grab Cell Phone Knight by the shoulders and haul him toward the king, a tall, dark-haired man in full padded armor and a cape. If it wasn't for the black hockey pads, you would think he's the real deal. The king leans in and aggressively whispers, Assume your role. 
Oh, a thousand apologies, my king. I, I bring good news. Larvapalooza is returning. The king waves his hands and signals the guards to release him, and Cell Phone Knight gets back on his feet. I was pinged on the message board. The event is back on, and they're selling out fast. Excellent. So, the sovereigns of Yellowstone changed their minds. No, sir. It's being hosted somewhere else. A ranch in the land of Montana. Even better. It is time for the Knights of Ice to cast their dominion over a new land. Another knight approaches the throne. Excuse me, sire. A messenger from the LARP administration is requesting counsel with you. Show him in. A thin, middle-aged, balding man walks into the tent and nervously looks around. Sorry for interrupting your game, boys, but we're getting some complaints from some of the other players. It appears you've been taking prisoners and stealing ice from other players. I just wanted to remind you, according to the game's bylaws, you can't take hostages or acquire other players' property. You dispute my spoils of war? We have one rule in the Knights of Ice. Assume your rule. We captured them, therefore they are our prisoners. If you don't like it, I suggest you go LARP in the park with the other squires. <laughs> the king laughs, and his knights join in. Oh, come on, guys. Lighten up. It's only a game. Now I know why those LARP-palooza guys didn't want you back this year. The king stops laughing, and he stands up. I think I have grown bored of your war game. Commander, call our forces back. The king and his men start to walk out of the tent. But where are you going? The king turns back. We ride for Montana. End scene. Scene 8. Exterior. Ranch. Day. It is early on the first day of the LARP. Peter and James are setting up a small table at the end of the driveway. Next to them is a painted sign that reads, LARPapalooza. Earl pulls up in his truck. Hey boys, I'm going into town this morning. Uh, we need more feed, and then I need to drop off some samples at the vet. I'll be back later this afternoon. Uh, do you have everything you need? Yeah, could you get us a bag of ice on your way back? We thought we would offer people pop for a dollar when they enter. Sure thing, boys. I just wanted to let you know, I'm real proud of you two. I don't get this whole LARP thing, but if people pay money to enjoy it, then that's fine by me. See you boys later. Earl drives off, looking back at his two young entrepreneurs in the rearview mirror. A little further down the road, an RV passes Earl, driving in the opposite direction. The RV approaches the ranch and stops at the check-in table that the two boys have set up. As the dust settles, the door of the RV swings open and a large bearded man wearing a horned helmet emerges. We are warriors, here to join Lord Shettlesoul's army. Wow, you guys look awesome. I, I mean, <clears throat> I would be honored to have you fight in my army. Lord Shettlesoul, you're a tiny dude, but I'll still follow you. Here is your map. The camp is circled in red. Just park in the driveway, and most importantly, have fun. The RV drives off, and Peter and James smile at each other. Just then, they hear a rumble that sounds like thunder. They look down the road and see an army of cars, like something out of Mad Max driving toward them. Montage. Droves of players are descending upon the ranch. Players setting up tents, campfires being ignited, drinks being raised while people shout, Huzzah! All the while, Peter and James are trying to keep up with the crowd. Thank you for coming. Here's your map. Would you like a Coke? We have some here for a buck. Please park in the driveway. A player dressed as a wizard looks quizzically at Peter. Hey, I'd love to, but open your eyes. There's no more room. The car pulls off and two boys look down the driveway. The ranch is packed full. Peter and James are frantic as they are barely able to keep up with the endless line of cars, vans, and trucks extending out their driveway, down the dirt road, and into the horizon. Just then, a black RV pulls up. A hush seems to fall over the area. 
The driver's side window slowly rolls down, revealing a knight of ice. Hail, steward! We are the Knights of Ice. We come to aid the glorious Lord Shadow Soul. Well, welcome, Dark Knights. Here's your map, and you will be in the area circled in red. Our king has requested I ask for more adequate spaces to control our forces from. This building here will do just fine. The knight points to the stables on the map, and Peter breaks character for a moment. Actually, that's not part of the game. My father doesn't want anyone in the stables. From the back of the RV, we hear the king. Coachman, pull forward. The RV launches forward and the rear window draws down. The King of Ice leans out. Boys, you seem new to this, so... I will let your insolence slide. Just let me speak to the master of this LARP. Well, you're looking at him. We're the Game Masters. Well then, you don't want me as an enemy. So, I will advise you to give me what I want. And what I want is the stables. Look, sir... My dad said no one goes in the stables. We hope you guys have a good time and all, but that's that. Who is your father, boy? His, his name's Earl Gunderson, and this is his ranch. Earl, you say? <laughs> An Earl of Montana, no less. I would much like to meet this Earl. <laughs> Coachman, drive on. The RV drives down the front lawn and into the mess of cars. Peter and James look on, confused. What's his deal? Just then, a small hatchback with two familiar faces approaches. It's Edward and Liz. Excuse me, we are looking for two young lords from Montana to go on a quest with. Why, my lady, we'd be happy to join you on your quest. Welcome to the Gunderson Ranch. It's great to finally be here. How are things going? It's a little crazy. Look at how many people turned out. It's awesome, right? Yeah, it's just a little overwhelming. Like, we're stuck here checking people in and the LARP is supposed to start in the next hour. Yeah. And those guys in the black RV were giving us a hard time. The Ice Knights or something. Those are the Knights of Ice. They are a real big deal. They're also big assholes. Watch out for them, guys. They've been known to cheat. Noted. Here are your maps. Can you two do us a favor? Will you make sure people in the Alliance camp are ready for the first battle? Sure thing. Tally-ho! Liz and Edward drive off. Cut to interior, Knights of Ice RV, day. The King of Ice is seated at a fold-out table in the center of the RV, peering out the window and observing the disorganized state of the LARP. One of his knights approaches. What do you think, sir? If you ask me, this LARP is kind of a mess. Perhaps we should bail. On the contrary, I think this LARP will be a great success. If we are able to control Lord Shadow Soul's forces, we can make quick work of this alliance. Take control of a whole army? How do you intend to do that, my lord? You saw what we were up against. These two boys have no idea who they're dealing with, and the other players will flock to a strong leader. Coachman, make your way to the stables. End scene. Scene 9, interior, general store, day. Earl is standing in line at the checkout behind a group of LARPers. Excuse me, good sir. Can you show us how to get to the Gunderson Ranch? The clerk looks a little annoyed as he answers. Mm, sure. You go out here, take a left. Follow the road for about an hour. There'll be a sign, you can't miss it. That'll be two fifty for the Gatorade. Thank you, and good day. Well, speak of the devil, Earl Gunderson. You know, there's been some real strange characters looking for your ranch all day. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I reckon that has something to do with the boys. They're hosting this uh, LARP thing this weekend. Huh. You don't strike me as the fantasy type. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, are you going to ring me up? Earl walks out of the general store and gets back in his truck. He sits there for a moment thinking, and then starts the engine and drives off home. End scene. Scene 10, 
Exterior, Alliance of Light Camp Day. Peter and James are done with their administrative duties and are dressed in their battle gear. They are excitedly making their way from the ranch house out into the fields. Can you believe it? Not only do we get to go to Larpapalooza, we get to host it too. And it all came from the world you created. Well, I couldn't have done it without you. As Peter and James turn back toward the world they created, the landscape transforms from their familiar homestead to a fantasy world full of warriors clad in metal armor and chainmail, bards strumming enchanted chords, warlocks casting minor illusions, and tall fortresses flying flags of both the Alliance of Light and the Mark of Lord Shadow Soul. We see the world through the eyes of the player. Sir Peter, I look forward to seeing you on the battlefield. Same to you, Lord Shadow Soul. The two boys separate and head to their camps. Cut to Lord Shadow Soul's camp, Fantasy World. Warriors are gathered in the center of the camp conversing. James walks into the group and steps onto a stump that makes him just about as tall as the crowd. James begins his mealy-mouthed speech. Um... <clears throat> devoted followers of Lord Shadow Soul. Players continue about their business, unfazed by James' soft address. Um... <clears throat> lend me your ears. I... I am... Um... Just then, the sound of drums capture everyone's attention. They all turn around to see the Knights of Ice marching into the camp. They march right up to James and block his view. A squire produces a box and the King of Ice steps up onto it. I, the King of Ice, have been summoned by Lord Shadowsoul to lead his forces to victory in this campaign. Wait, what? No, you haven't. I'm supposed to- You are all now conscripted to the Knights of Ice and will fight under the command of my men. Hey, everyone, don't listen to him. The King of Ice quickly throws up his hand, signaling the Knights of Ice to subdue James. Anyone wishing to defy these orders will be imprisoned in our fortress. Now, to prove your loyalty, all must bring tribute to me. The King of Ice wipes sweat off his brow. It is hot. I will require ice. As the Knights of Ice carry off James, the King of Ice turns to his general. The first battle is about to begin. General, choose your men. End scene. Scene 11, exterior, field, day, fantasy world. The sun beats down on the empty fields of the ranch. Peter, Edward, and Liz and the rest of the Alliance forces are waiting in the shade of some lone trees. Just then, Lord Shadow Soul's forces emerge over the hill, but there is no Lord Shadow Soul. Wait, where's James? Do you guys see him? That guy in front is wearing the Knights of Ice insignia. What the hell? Peter starts off into the field. Edward and Liz follow. They meet the mysterious knight and two of his men to discuss the rules of engagement. Where's James? I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about. I am Sir Bedivere, the Knights of Ice, and I'm here to accept your surrender. Liz turns to Peter. Sir, the Knights of Ice are very devoted to their profession and do not break their role lightly. Where is Lord Shadow Soul? Why would he send a lowly Knight of Ice to ask for Sir Peter's surrender? Lord Shadow Soul has appointed the King of Ice, leader of his forces for this campaign. He, in turn, sent me to accept your surrender or destroy your force. I don't believe you. Lord Shadow Soul is much too wicked and cunning to allow your king to claim all the glory of his victory. It appears otherwise. This is outrageous. I refuse to do battle with anyone but Lord Shadow Soul himself. I must speak to your king at once to correct this. As you wish, Sir Peter. <laughs> My two men will escort you to him, unharmed. We must go too. Out of the question. You must think me a fool to send a trio of enemies into our camp. Wait here with our men. I will return shortly. Where can I find your king? He has set up defenses within the stables. 
Of course he has. Peter walks off with the two knights. Edward, Liz, and Bedivere return to their waiting armies. End scene. Scene 12, interior, stables, day, fantasy world. What were once the stables on the Gunderson Ranch have now become a menacing fortress with towering defensive walls and a large heavy door leading into the realm of the Knights of Ice. Peter is escorted into the King of Ice's throne room. There is a court of warriors surrounding the King of Ice. Off to his left, there are jail cells full of prisoners. James is alone in one of them. Peter! Ah, Sir Peter, I did not expect to see you so soon. Do you like my fortress? You know that these ruins are forbidden to both our armies. You also know that the prophecy states that Lord Shadowsoul and I are to do battle this day to restore balance to the world. I must insist that you let him go. Let me enlighten you. The Knights of Ice are an ancient and legendary order of warriors. We have fought many battles and seen many victories. When we arrived to join Lord Shadowsoul's army, we found it in disarray. Stores missing, encampment unfortified, and to top it all off, he was a mere boy. There was no hope of victory in my mind if we were to follow him. The Knights of Ice are always victorious, and now we are one step closer to it. The King of Ice snaps his fingers and the doors of the stables slam shut. Outside on the roof, a knight begins to wave a large banner. Cut to exterior, field, day, fantasy world. A scout of Lord Shadowsoul's army sees the banner off in the distance. He signals to Bedivere, who rallies his men. Warriors! Charge! Bedivere and his men charge down the field toward the unsuspecting Alliance forces. Liz and Edward try in vain to rally their troops. What unfolds is a Lord of the Rings-style battle. Bedivere and his warriors easily break the Alliance ranks. Led by Edward and Liz, the survivors flee into the forest. Cut to interior, stables, day, fantasy world. Back in the throne room, the King of Ice begins to laugh. <laughs> What's so funny? As we speak, Sir Bedivere and his men are destroying your forces. And now, I have you right where I want you. Guards! Two knights grab Peter and drag him toward the cell that James is occupying. I hope you enjoy your next two days here. If you don't mind, I need to claim my victory over the lands of Montana. End scene. Scene 13, exterior, ranch, day. Earl's truck pulls up to the mailbox and stops. There's a sea of cars blocking the driveway. Frustrated, he goes off-road through the grass and makes his way to the ranch house. When he finally gets to the house, he turns off the truck and gets out. As he walks into the backyard, he is finally able to see over the hill. There, Earl sees anything but a fantasy. His backyard is a mess of destroyed tents, and there are gangs of foam-clad teenagers chasing each other around. Just then, he hears a wind. Galloping toward the ranch house is one of his horses. Earl rushes over and calms the horse down. He leads it to the barn and then looks over at the stables in the distance. There, he sees large flags billowing in the wind. End scene. Scene 14, interior, stables, day, real world. The King of Ice is standing over a map of the battlefield talking to Bedivere. Unlike the last time we saw the Knights of Ice base, it's anything but fantastical. There are young adults everywhere in foam shoulder pads. The Google Maps images are laid out on a folding card table. Just then, the stable doors open and Earl busts in. What the Sam Hill are you doing in my stables? The King of Ice turns to his men. Who let this peasant in here? Alright kids, game is over. Everyone, out of my stables right now. Ah, you must be this Earl of Montana that I've heard so much about. Listen kid, I've had it about up here with this King of the Rings stuff. Alright, my boys had strict instruction 
No one is allowed in the stables. No one messes with the horses. Just then, off camera, James shouts. Dad! Earl looks over and sees his two boys locked in a stall. He rushes over to them. Boys, what are you doing in here? What did I tell you about the stables? Dad, we tried to keep them out of the Forbidden Ruins, but the Knights of Ice took over Lord Shadow Soul's forces. Then they imprisoned us. Dad, you need to leave now. Rally both our remaining armies and bring them here to defeat the evil Knights of Ice. What the hell are you talking about? This is going to end right now. Earl turns to the King of Ice. You are going to release my boys right now. You're going to pack up your toys and you're going to leave my ranch at once. Dad, what are you doing? Sir, I don't think you understand. We were summoned here to fight this most honorable war and we intend to be victorious. If I am not mistaken, you profit from this conflict, do you not? It would be unfortunate if all of our soldiers were to demand all their gold back. Oh, you kids aren't getting any money back, and you're going to pay for the damages you've done to my fence and my herd. You are mistaken. We signed no contract. Earl looks confused for a second and then turns to his boys. What does he mean? You had people sign a contract before they came here, right? The boys say nothing but look guiltily back at their father. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. What if someone got hurt or this happened? That's it, boys. You're coming with me. Earl walks over to his boys and begins to open the stable doors. Guards! Stop him! The Knights of Ice converge on Earl and begin to hit him with their foam weapons. While harmless, they outnumber Earl ten to one, and Earl is forced back. The King of Ice snaps his fingers, and his men stop their attack. You guys are out of control. That's it. I'm calling the cops, and you guys are going to be in big trouble. Dad, no, you can't. To hell I can't. I'll be back. I'll be waiting, Earl of Montana. (laughs) End scene. Scene 15, exterior, ranch, day, real world. The skies over the ranch are starting to turn red as the day comes to an end, but it's still hot as it's been all day. Earl is marching angrily along a line of fence as he makes his way back up to the house. As he walks, he comes across a group of players who are throwing rocks and smacking their foam weapons against a broken down hatchback that had crashed into the fence post. Hey! Scram! Earl startles the players with his yell, and they take off through the field. Earl heads over to the post and begins to write it. As he pats the dirt around the post, he hears a sound from underneath the car. Psst! Mister, under here! Earl turns around and looks under the car to see Liz and Edward hiding. Are you Earl Gunderson? I am. And who are you? Edward and Liz crawl slowly out from underneath the car and look around. It looks like they've been through hell and back. They have dirt all over their faces and their costumes have been ripped. I am Sir Edward, and this is the feared Liz of Lilith Hall Hill. We were soldiers in your son, Sir Peter's army. That is, until the Knights of Ice took control of Lord Shadow Soul's army and set the Alliance on the run. Ugh, Lord Almighty, will someone just please speak English around here? Earl storms off again. Edward and Liz follow him. Good, Earl. Though your sons are sworn enemies on the battlefield, will you not go rescue them? I already talked to them. They're just as loony as that frosted buffoon in my stables. You mean the King of Ice? He's a very wicked ruler, but skilled tactician. Yeah, he's also an entitled brat, and I know how to deal with his type, okay? I'm going to get the cops down here and- Sir, you cannot bring the magistrates down here. You just can't. Earl turns and looks directly at Liz. And why? Why can I call the magistrates to my own property? Because the prophecy hasn't been completed. Oh my. What she means is that you'll ruin the game. Look, Palooza is a big deal for all the people who came out here, and to Peter and James. They put this event on, and if you end it now, no one will ever forgive them. And they won't forgive you either. They will survive. This is a mess. 
To you, it may look like a mess, but to us, well, I guess this is a bit of a mess. The Knights of Ice weren't supposed to take over James' army, but you have to understand, in this kind of role-playing, it is really important to stay in character and go with the flow. You have to act like a knight or a warrior in a magical medieval land, and in a way, even though we've been run out and will likely lose this battle, it is the most real and exciting fantasy these players have ever been a part of. Just look. Earl looks around, but all he sees is a wrecked car and the line of ruined fence. Off in the distance, the city of tents is in shambles. I just don't understand what you and my boys see in this game. That may be, but I assure you, if the game is canceled, James and Peter will never be allowed at a LARP like this again. And I'm sure many people will demand their money back. Earl leans up against the fence and thinks hard for a moment. Okay, so if I can't call the cops, what am I supposed to do? I can't just let my horses run free all weekend. If we had the Alliance army, we could both clear the Knights of Vice out of the stables and rescue Peter and James. The Knights are dug in deep. Where would we find enough warriors to take them? They've imprisoned most of those they have killed. No one can respawn. If anyone else survived, I'm sure they will flee to the Lady of the Forest. Yes, and with her and Earl at the head of our army, we could surely turn the tides. I'd like to see the day that he will play any role in this game. If we take him to the Lady of the Forest, she will make him see. Excuse me, kids, but I can hear you. Who is this Lady of the Forest? She is the most noble and elegant member of our alliance, but as part of her character, she did not sit up in our camp. She and her warriors are in the woods over yonder. If anyone survived, they did. Brilliant. We must hurry, Earl. It is getting dark and we have much work to do. Liz and Edward begin to pull Earl as they lead him into the woods. Great. Just what I need. Another lunatic kid to tell me what to do. End scene. Scene 16, exterior, forest, night, real world. Earl, Edward, and Liz are walking through the forest on the west side of the Gunderson Ranch. They quickly approach a clearing. From a distance, it looks like the clearing is aglow with wispy orbs. It's another camp of players. But this camp is different than the others that Earl has seen. It's decorated with paper lanterns and Christmas lights. Young players are dancing around a dim fire while another character is playing the pan flute. Earl mutters to himself, What in the world? This is the Lady of the Forest realm. As the group approaches the center of the camp, they are greeted by a player dressed in a green tunic with pointy ears sticking out of his long blonde wig. He's also armed with a bow and foam-tipped arrows. Halt! Who goes there? Fear not. We're members of the Alliance. Have the Knights of Ice discovered this base yet? No. And we've been taking an Alliance survivors all day. Shall I show you to them? Yes, please. But first, we must speak to the Lady of the Forest. This is Earl of Montana, and he is the father of Sir Peter and Lord Shadowsoul. Oh, of course. Follow me. The elf child rushes ahead of them into the woods as they follow. After a minute, they come to a large tent that is surrounded by more bow-wielding guards. The elf child rushes into the tent, leaving Edward, Liz, and Earl waiting outside. When he returns, he speaks to Edward. The Lady of the Forest has asked to speak with you and Lady Liz. First, alone. Wait, you guys are just going to leave me out here? We will only be a minute. Don't worry, this place is safe. The elf child closes the flap behind Edward and Liz, leaving Earl alone. Earl sits down on a stump and looks around. His eyes follow the line of twinkle lights back to the main camp. He fixes his gaze on players laughing and dancing as they play music by the fire. The music is enchanting, and Earl begins to lose himself in the sights and sounds. Just then, a tent flap opens, and Edward and Liz walk out. The lady will see you now. Is this really going to help? Trust the lady of the forest. She is very wise. The elf child is holding the flap of the tent open, waiting for Earl. Earl walks in looking nervous. And when he steps in, the elf child leaves, closing the flap behind him. 
The tent is dimly lit by many candles sitting on small tables. There are wind chimes hanging from the roof. Earl bumps a few as he walks in deeper. On the back wall of the tent hang several rugs. In front of them, on a yoga mat, sits a middle-aged woman dressed in robes. Hello, Earl. It is nice to meet you. Sir Edward and Liz of Lilithaw Hill told me why you were here. Well, that's good. Maybe you can tell me why I'm here. Do you not want to rescue your sons and restore your ranch? Yes, and that's what I aim to do by calling the authorities. Instead, I let those two kids lead me down this rabbit hole. I'm not going to lie, I was kind of relieved to see you were in another weirdo teen. (laughs) Weirdos like your sons? Well, I guess that isn't exactly entirely their fault. Why do they like fantasy so much? I can see they didn't get it from you. Uh, hmm. (laughs) It was their mother's fault. She loved stories, and she shared that love with the boys. I mean, she never did this, but I remember how she read them bedtime stories, take them into town to see movies. I guess they just ran with this fantasy stuff, uh, even after she passed. I'm sorry to hear that. It must have been tough on you guys. Um, it's, it's fine. It's been quite a few years now, but uh, ever since she passed, I felt like the boys are just trying to distract themselves with this nonsense. It sounds like your wife had quite the imagination. Have you ever stopped to think that maybe your boys enjoy this nonsense as their way of remembering her? You know, this ranch was her vision. That's what I liked about her. She could see the reality of this place before I ever could. When I'm out fixing fences, I can't help but think about her. Since she passed, all I've tried to do is to keep from losing this place. Damn it. Why do bad things happen to good people anyway? Earl, I think you and the boys all honor her memory. Take a look at this. The Lady of the Forest pulls out the event map. What do you see here? Well, uh, well, that's the stables, and this is the road that leads up to the barn, and uh, this here is the West Paddock. Don't you see? This is the ranch that you and your wife built, but seen through the eyes of your children, using the imagination that their mother passed on to them. Your boys made this map to represent the fantasy world they have created. It's a great map and all, but there'll be no ranch left if I don't get control of this place soon. Earl, you have every right to call the cops. As players, the Knights of Ice have really overstepped the boundaries. But no matter the reason, players are not going to like ending the game early, and they will likely blame the boys. What do you think it would do to them if they can never play again? Yeah, they would be devastated. If the king is right and everyone will want their money back, it'll ruin us. What can I do? What you can do is win the game. If you face the king of ice head on and win, then the game is over. And trust me, everyone out there will love to be on the team that puts the knights of ice in their place. Those guys have been on top for too long. Fine, but how are we going to do that? I don't know the first thing about LARPing. All in good time, Earl. It has been a long day, and we all need some rest if we want to win tomorrow. This camp will be safe for the night. Join Edward and Liz, and we will continue this conversation in the morning. Uh, Thank you, uh, lady. Sorry for calling you a weirdo. If you don't mind me asking, what do you do when you're not playing this role? My name is Heather. I'm a therapist. Earl is about to make a smart remark, but thinks twice about it and exits the tent. End scene. Scene 17, interior, stables, night, fantasy world. A full moon shines down on the stables. There are tents and small fires built all around it. From the open door, 
you can see that there is movement within the barn. Cut to, Peter and James are sitting in the corner of their prison cell. They wait for a guard to pass by and then begin to talk. You don't think Dad will really call the cops, do you? Of course he will. But he can't. If everyone gets kicked off the ranch, they'll blame us. As they should. Look around. This thing's a mess. Dad was right. This is all just nonsense. It isn't nonsense. We were going to make Dad a lot of money and put on this kick-ass LARP. Just drop it, James. Did you ever think that we were really helping Dad? We just wanted to live in this stupid fantasy. The game's over and we lost. It's time to grow up. There's a pause between the two boys. Mom's stories never ended like this. Something always saves the day. Well, that's just not reality. Just then, one of the Knights of Ice bursts through the doors and makes his way up to the King of Ice, who is posing for an ice sculpture. My lord, I bring good news. The king jumps down from his throne and walks up to the Knight of Ice. The sculptor cries out, Sir, I'm almost finished. We've located the remaining members of the Alliance in the forest to the west. The numbers are few, mostly nymphs and noobs. Excellent. Once again, this is proving easier than I had planned. There is but one problem, my lord. And what's that? What's left of the Alliance has taken refuge with the Lady of the Forest. Ugh, that pious piece of... Sir, your sculpture is melting. The King of Ice grimaces. General. Yes, sire. Rally the troops. We ride at dawn. End scene. Scene 18, exterior, forest, morning. Earl approaches the fire in the center of the Alliance camp where Edward, Liz, and the Lady of the Forest are talking. Good morning. Ah, Earl of Montana. I trust you slept well? Uh, yeah. I can't remember the last time I slept out under the stars. Uh, so listen, when do we get started? Well, first you need to come up with a character. Like, I am Liz of Lilithville Hill. I'm a sorcerer who was orphaned as a child and raised by the magic bears of the hill country. And I am Sir Edward. I was the son of a poor cobbler until I joined Sir Peter's noble army. Now I'm his right-hand man. Okay... The Lady of the Forest notices that this is doing more harm than good, and steps in. Tell me, Earl, who are some of your heroes? Who have you always wanted to emulate? Uh, I suppose I've always liked uh, John Wayne movies and Clint Eastwood. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. And you are from Montana, so maybe you are a lawman from the north. Perhaps the sheriff of a small hamlet, and you're tracking a dangerous fugitive. Yeah, I am after a dangerous gang of outlaws that masquerade as knights, the Knights of Ice. That is perfect. That makes your character more personal and easier to play. Now you just need a name. He already has a name. The Earl of Montana. You were a respected noble and lawman in the north until the Knights of Ice destroyed your home. Now you are out for revenge. Great. Now, where do I get one of these uh, fancy get-ups? And a sword. Well, we're running low on weapons and supplies here at the camp, but your costume can be made out of just about anything. Earl pauses for a moment to think. Hmm. Oh, I have an idea. Come with me. Earl starts to walk off with Edward and Liz behind him. He turns to see that the Lady of the Force has not moved. Are you coming too? I must stay here and prep my own forces. But don't worry. I will see you on the battlefield. Reassured, Earl leads both Edward and Liz out of the woods. End scene. Scene 19, interior, barn, day. Earl briskly walks out of the forest, followed by Edward and Liz. Earl, please, we must move carefully. The Knights of Ice could be anywhere. Where are we going? I know where we can find supplies. Earl stops his march. They're standing in front of the barn. He opens the doors, and everyone walks in. Montage, Earl begins tooling up. He grabs a cow skull from the rafters, an old leather football helmet, a steel washboard, a pair of old leather gloves, 
a Nerf football that he cuts into the shape of a hammer and attaches to an axe handle, and a poncho that he splits down the middle. Earl strikes a heroic pose. So, what do you think? Wow, you look great. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we still don't stand a chance against the Knights of Ice. Earl pauses, scans the barn, and fixes his gaze on something underneath a large tarp in the corner. You may be right, but they don't have this. Earl whips the tarp away, revealing his secret weapon underneath. Wow! End scene. Scene 20, interior, stables, day, fantasy world. Back in the stables, the Knights of Ice are celebrating. The King of Ice is standing next to his ice sculpture with an ice pick. He's picking off cubes from the base of the sculpture and dropping them into the steins of his men. Huzzah! Congratulations on a successful campaign! To the king! Suddenly, the doors of the stables fly open. Earl is standing there in all his glory. To the players, Earl is a looming, iron-clad warrior wearing a horned headdress and wielding a gigantic warhammer. Dad! Dad! Earl, how nice of you to finally join in. Though you are a little late. This ends now, your highness. I told you I'd be back, and I'm here to rescue my boys and kick your ass. The Knights of Ice all laugh. Oh, I like this new Earl. But you're wasting your time. The game is over. Which is a good thing for you, because you can have this little ranch back. Earl glances at his boys trapped in their cell, and then looks back at the king. That's not good enough anymore. I'm here for revenge, to set the prophecies straight. Look, Earl, it's over. I've got the upper hand. That's what you think. That's what I think? That's what I know. The King of Ice snaps his fingers, and two of his men bring the Lady of the Forest out in chains. Heather! We knew about the Alliance's secret hideout. And if you had been there this morning, we would have gotten you, too. Let her go. (laughs) Gladly. All you need to do is surrender. Don't do it, Earl. Don't let them win this way. The King of Ice holds out his hand. On it is a large ring. You have no choice, Earl. It doesn't matter how we win. The Knights of Ice always win. (laughs) I think you have all the cards, but I have something you don't have. And what is that? A dragon. Just then, the rumble that had been growing slowly this whole time becomes deafening. The stable doors fly open, and Edward and Liz come riding in on a large red tractor. As the crowd scatters, Edward jumps off and runs to unlock the prisoners. Earl turns away to see what's going on behind him. Where he thought he would see a tractor now stands a large red dragon, breathing fire into the air. Earl stares in awe until he hears the Lady of the Forest. Let go of me! Earl turns to see two knights dragging her off. The King of Ice is nearby, shielded by some of his guards. Earl rushes the two men holding the Lady of the Forest. He swings his great hammer and one of the guards falls to the floor. The other goes for his sword, and in doing so, lets go of the Lady of the Forest. She takes this opportunity to wrap her arms around the guard and drop him to the ground. She begins to rummage through his pockets for the key. My lady! Don't worry about me. Go get the king! Earl turns to see the King of Ice, flanked by two of his knights, traversing the large dining table in the center of the fortress, attempting to make their escape. Earl is in hot pursuit. Edward continues to free more and more warriors. The stables are almost too crowded to move. Despite having the high ground, the King of Ice's bodyguards are ripped from the table and dragged into the battle below, leaving the King of Ice unprotected. Before the King of Ice can make a move, Earl climbs onto the table, blocking his exit. The King of Ice frantically brandishes his sword at Earl, but Earl blocks the King's wild attacks. Edward opens the last stable door, and Peter and James come rushing out. Their eyes are immediately drawn to their father, battling the King of Ice on the table. Wow. Get him, Dad! With one misstep, the King of Ice loses his balance, and Earl takes his opportunity to strike. Swinging his hammer, 
Earl catches the King of Ice square in the chest. The king flies backwards and falls into his ice sculpture. The frozen bus topples over and shatters on the ground. The battle is over. The King of Ice lays on the table for a moment disoriented. As he sits up, he's stopped by Earl's hammer. Earl puts his boot on the King of Ice's chest and pushes him back down. Guess the Knights of Ice don't always win. We freeze frame on this scene. Earl is standing over the King of Ice with his boys and the Lady of the Forest surrounding him. Behind them, Edward and Liz are astride the dragon as the whole Alliance army is battling off the remaining Knights of Ice. Scene 21, interior, Peter and James' room, day. Match cut from the last image of the previous scene to the cover of LARPing Monthly. The cover bears an eerie resemblance to the previous scene. There's a large barbarian standing over a fallen king as a battle rages all around them. Behind him is a large dragon breathing fire. The camera pulls back and what we see is James reading the magazine in their room. Peter stops in the doorway. Come on, James, we gotta go. James closes the magazine and leaves it on the bed. Cut to exterior, ranch, day. The boys are running toward the stables. All right, Dad, we're ready. All right, boys, your quest, if you choose to accept it, is to finish painting the north wall of the stables. The boys groan and mock despair at this. Aww. <sighs> Hold up. For completing this quest, you'll each receive 50 experience points. Uh, Peter, I believe that will make you a level four painter. We have a lot of work to do to fix the damage done to this ranch. The boys nod their heads in agreement and pick up their brushes. And Dad, can we do a fantasy movie marathon tonight? Sure. Hey, I have a fantasy movie for you boys. Have you ever seen Once Upon a Time in the West? End scene. Fade to black. Thanks again for listening to the Story Machine 9000's very first podcast drama, The Earl of Montana and the Knights of Ice. The narrator and Peter Gunderson were played by Joshua Lytle. Earl Gunderson, Bedivere, and Cell Phone Knight were voiced by Dave Allen. James Gunderson, the LARP administrator, and the sculptor to the King of Ice were played by Chris Wegman. The King of Ice was played by Justin Teal. The Lady of the Forest was played by Aaron Canary. Edward was played by Jeremiah Steingraber. Liz was voiced by Emily Rand. The Store Clerk was voiced by Chad Danker. And the Knights of Ice were played by Chad Danker and Chris Wegman. The LARPers were voiced by Justin Teal, Nick Lake, and Dave Allen. The Elf Child was voiced by Justin Teal. While the concept of this story was created here on the show by Dave Ailing, Justin Teal, Chris Wegman, and Joshua Lytle, the story was written and edited by Chris Wegman and Joshua Lytle. And the whole thing was mixed by Dave Ailing. The music was composed by Manuel Semft, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. You can find him and more about his work at www.tagirijus.de. If you haven't heard it already and want to find out more about the creation of this podcast drama, you can listen to episode 2 and 4 of season 2, or you can listen to the original, which is episode 10 in season 1. And stay tuned for updates about season 3, and we'll see you next time.